Today on Midwest Ghost Hunters Dark Matter Podcast, we tell ghost stories from Pythian Castle in Springfield, Missouri. Welcome to another edition of Midwest Ghost Hunters Dark Matter Podcast, live as we are every single week from Pythian Castle in Springfield. I'm John, Dustin, Tyler, and Bobby all here today for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we're all here. Thank goodness. Uh, we've got the first time we've ever done one without Chris. I know. I know. We're, we're, uh, we're Christless today, and he's uh, with the holidays. He, uh, he couldn't be here. Melissa's also uh, gone. By the way, I do need to uh, uh, kind of uh, let everybody know that we uh, did hear from Melissa on uh, one of the ghost tours here at the castle, and it was yeah. a deal where they had some uh, singing, unknown singing, in the, uh, the POW cells in did the we, basement. Did we catch any kind of? Humming we or, actually have we? Uh, yeah. we actually have gotten singing and humming and all kinds of different things. It's always at a distance. It's never something that's super clear, but we have caught it before. I thought we had, but I thought I might have been, you know, confusing it with one of the other ones. We definitely have caught singing. And oh humming, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I didn't know if it was here, like at the castle. No, uh, we we have. Uh, we've got uh, some singing, and uh, next week uh, we're going to be uh, running back some of the best EVPs uh, that we caught. You know, one of the things that. Um, I always like to, to do is to look at different ghost stories that people have told over the years, because many times the paranormal that you experience is nothing as cool as a ghost story. Yeah. There have been some, some that I would say that's not the case on, like when you look at Willard, what happened there. That was certainly a, uh, like certainly a, a story. Man. Yeah, that's like, like that Amityville. Is a, that is crazy. That's a crazy story. <laughs> just the whole thing. Every time we bring it up, man, I just keep thinking about it. It's wild, but most ghost stories that you hear are cooler than the stuff that you see. I uh, worked for a radio station, and uh, one year on Halloween, we decided we were going to take phone calls from listeners. Now, on all of these stories I'm telling you, I'm just retelling you the stories that they told me. I can't uh, confirm that any of these things ever happened. I can't uh, confirm any of this, but these were people that all had told me, uh, every single one of them had said, look, we don't believe in that. And that's the way it always would start. I don't believe in ghosts, but here's what happened to yeah, me. Yeah. And, that's, and that to me adds credibility. You know, if you're somebody who wants to have a paranormal experience and then something happens, I don't want to say that I don't believe you. But there was motivation behind you to, uh, to have that. I think, I think people started with that just to kind of... They know what they're about to say makes no sense. They say that to give themselves some credibility. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. They, they feel a little bit better. Because I've, I've been in that shoot. I've been the one that starts the story like that to people. Well, this guy did this one for me. And this was a story a number of years ago. He was dating this gal. And he uh, had uh, gone with her to meet her mother. And it was a situation where he was going to be sleeping on the couch at the house that night. Everybody goes to bed and he uh, lays down down and, uh, you know, pulls a blanket up over him and he's uh, drifted off to sleep. And then he uh, wakes up and he sees a girl in a yellow dress. And the girl in the yellow dress is someone, something that looks almost transparent is the way that he described it. He said he could see her, but that she was almost, almost transparent. He uh, pulled his covers up over his head, you know, to kind of reset his, reset, reset what was going on. And then he pulled it back and then she was still there. She'd gotten even closer to him. At this point in time, I don't know about you, but I don't think I would have stayed in the house the rest of the night for this. But according to him, he just kept watching her. She just walked off. Uh, he had a rough time sleeping that night. 
<laughs> As you could imagine. Yeah. Well, the next day, the girl's mom comes in. She's talking with me. She said, she said how'd you sleep last night? And he said, well, it's, uh, it was good, but it's, uh, it's kind of hard to explain. She said, you saw the girl in the yellow dress? <laughs> and apparently this girl in the yellow dress was something that always uh, was haunting around at their house and things like that. Wow. You know, I mean, it's see, and that's a great story, but you don't usually hear those. You don't really experience that kind of thing. Ghost wise. So another great story from the radio station. There is a guy that does not believe in ghosts. OK, and there is a house that supposedly is incredibly haunted. He says you don't have a haunted house. You may have burglars. You may have people moving stuff around there. You may even have animals inside the house, but you don't have a haunted house. You know why? Because there is no ghost to haunt your house. That is something that just does not exist. This is the mindset that this guy comes in at, and this becomes very, very important. He says that there is a room that no matter what happens, all sorts of things are always getting moved around in this room. He says, well, I'm going to tell you that that's not the case. So he goes upstairs into the, uh, to the room, and he uh, looks around. They search the entire house. Nobody is in the house. The windows are secured. Everything is there. He has put his stamp of approval on it that there is nothing in this room. There's no, no way that's in here. He then takes a pitcher of water or a glass of water. I don't remember which one it was, but he, he puts that on this dresser that is in this room, turns around, locks the door that is there, and then puts an enormously heavy dresser directly in front of the door itself outside leading into the room. So the room is locked. No one was in the room. Heavy dresser goes up against it. They leave the house. The next day, he comes back, says, all right, let's go back in. I'm going to show you guys that nothing has been moved. They get up there, and the uh, incredibly heavy dresser is moved. All of the furniture has been moved around in the room, including the thing that has got the water sitting on it, and none of the water has been spilled either. It's been moved, too. So I don't know. I mean, that's a story that the listener told. Is it accurate? Who knows? But that's a story. So here's the thing about stories, right? I understand people. some people might have called the radio station just to have a good time. He could have completely made but it up. if we sat down and told, like, the full story of Willard start mm-hmm. to finish, including how it ended. Yes. It would sound just as insane. Oh, it would. It, it absolutely would. The other real story that I had was one that my dad told. Now, my dad was somebody who absolutely 110% believed in zero paranormal at all. His deal was that does not happen, but it does happen. And that was his way of, of talking about it. He told the story of a uh, house that was uh, built prior to the Civil War. This was a house that uh, had been abandoned But every year, for whatever reason, now I have no idea why they did this. This is the part of the story that makes no sense to me, that the uh, people that owned the house would go over and stay in this house one night a year on the same night. I don't know what the night was, but it was one given night. They would always fill the refrigerator with food, always. And then they would go up, lay down, and go to bed. All night long, they heard people walking the stairs, up and down the stairs, and they would hear what they thought were chains rattling or some sort of rattling that was going on. They would go down and the next morning, all of the food was gone out of the refrigerator. And this happened every single year. It's the only time I've ever heard of ghost eating things. (laughs) I've never heard of that in that story. (laughs) But the uh, guy that owns the house gets so creeped out with it. Finally, he's like, this has got to be evil, blah, 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 blah. Supposedly, he burns the house down. Problem you get into, and Dustin, Dustin's right about it. Anytime that someone tells a ghost story, one, we can't validate any of the things that happened there. 
because it's just a story. But two, those situations that are real, think about Willard mapping out as a story and how that, what that ghost story would be like. I mean, we've told that on this podcast many a time. It sounds ridiculous. It does. It, it's it's something that you would not, under any circumstances, believe. You know, you look at look at the things that have happened here at the at the castle that we've seen. We've talked a lot about it, but think about the uh, people coming down the stairs. That we heard here at the... That you heard specifically. Yeah, that was weird. You know? How can you describe that? Mm. Tyler, tell the story about what we know from uh, the nurse. There yeah. was uh, this... This is this... No, it's a skilled nursing facility somewhere in Missouri that someone I know worked at. And um, she worked night shift, long night shift. And this building is kind of out... It's near a suburb, but it's the back side of the building faces a okay. whole bunch of farmland. There's nothing back there. Nothing at all. So a lot of the residents of that building um, would tell staff that there's something looking in their windows at night and that it has a red face with no eyes. And that's what they would see outside their windows. And a lot of times when they would see that, somebody was getting close to death or had already died. So this is kind of almost like the angel of death, for lack of a better description. Yeah. yeah. But but a lot of times you'll hear about that at other uh with the same description? Facilities like that. No, no, no. You, okay. You'll hear about things like that at other facilities, but most of the time it's like um, the person will say they see kids. They okay. Say, you see the kids? They're sitting on my bed. Now, do That's you... That's how we know. We're like, okay, that person's probably about to die. Mm. The main thing that happened was that one night this nurse was working a night shift. She was in the by the skilled or the uh, special care unit, and uh, the doors flew open. She's at the nurse's desk and these these locked doors that you have to push in a code to enter the facility just flew open. And it was summertime, which is important because at the time that the doors flew open, leaves rushed into the building, dead leaves. In the middle of summer? In the summer, yeah. Where there are no dead leaves. Correct. So she stands there for a minute because that, the, that just doesn't that? happen. Yeah. Those doors should not be opening right. like that. <laughs> and that's not even the craziest part. So after that, these two figures walk in, supposedly wearing trench coats. And she she said she never saw their faces, but they walk in. They do a lap around the nurse's desk, one lap, and then walk out. And they called the police, but the, the the police just couldn't find anything. Was Did, did they have a video of it? Did the guy show up on, no. on the video cameras? This was in the early 2000s, so there were no... Okay, so video cameras just weren't no. used as much. They didn't have, like, integrated uh, video surveillance like most up here in Springfield. But do. they did have security. They had security, but... They had the, the medication and the drugs there. you got to have security. Right. That part about the code, the, the code door thing is pretty interesting. I never heard that part of it before. The residents that always saw the, the red-faced guys, had they heard the story from any other residents that, you know, were... Th- that's how sometimes mm, urban possible. legends legends, you know, come in. That's a, that's possible. Yeah. That's kind of that wild. could have been totally like not. That could have just been somebody on meds hallucinating. Here's the thing, though. And then they tell a friend at, at, at lunch or supper time, and then that spreads around, and here right. we are telling right. it. Right. Yeah. It could not be true at all. Yeah. Right. But the part, like the main story there, of the, of the guy's just taking one lap around the nerd, that's so strange. Well, really and also weird. the... And that comes from somebody that is really close to me that I trust. Yeah. That doesn't say stuff like this. Just doesn't like, make stuff up. Dead leaves. Dead leaves. Dead leaves in, in the summer. summer. Where where would that come That's in from? That's so wild and strange, you know. But it ha- it absolutely happened. Well, because she wasn't the only one there. No, 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 no. I forgot to tell you, there was another person there that also saw it. Really freaky. I don't know, you know. If you're with your friends and you want to steal drugs from a nursing home, you somehow get the coded doors open. 
you somehow find a bunch of leaves to scatter around? Well, I'm looking for logical explanations. Well, and there are none. I think then you would... get in there, take See, one lap, and then leave. Historically, what people have done if they want to steal drugs is just get a job there. If I have a drug habit, it would be a lot easier for me to get a job as a maintenance guy yeah. at the um, yeah. place. Because guess what? Even where the drugs are stored, somebody's going to have to mop the floor. You that know? clearly wasn't their objective because they could have. They were in. I what, don't know. Do, what what, they, do one lap Where and did the leaves out. go that flew in? Don't know. Were, were they there later? I, that part, I don't, it's been so long since. See, I, that's the kind of stuff I'd like to ask her. We need to ask her. That, that story fascinates me. I've heard it for she, years. She had said after that she had been experiencing stuff at home, too. She, she talked about one night uh, she dreamed about being lifted up into the air in her sleep. It's like an out-of-body experience. Right. Like yeah. She could see herself like levitating, which is really freaky. When she woke up the next morning, she was upside down in the bed, head at foot in, foot at head end. And if you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. And I can't see that occurring. <laughs> no, I have no, again, I have no way of proving that to anybody. Right. Mm. The thing is with any, any ghost stories, you know, it's like, uh, it's like when people call us and, uh, they, they send in photos, they send in things that they'll say, Hey, um, uh, and one of the big things we always get photos from are orbs. People always, they love orbs. And, and here's the problem with orbs. Number one, I am not going to say that if you've send us a picture of orbs, that it is not anything paranormal. I'm not going to say it's not. But the problem with orbs is that it can be so many other things <laughs> yeah. that it makes it difficult to prove that it is Man, paranormal. There's, there's it's very difficult. Orbs. You know, yeah. I mean, it could be, particularly you, you look at, uh, even now, with uh, everybody's got uh, video from the cell phones, the ring doorbells, uh, Dude, any so of these the things. The cell phone video now is unbelievable quality. It's great stuff, but it's still, you're always going to be subject to the, the camera, camera angle. artifacts. You know, yeah. what's going on with that? You know, what's happening with those things? And, Dust you know. And lighting. We had a weird lighting thing at that bridal shop, remember, when yes. somebody would accidentally yes. shine their flashlight at just the perfect angle and we would be in the basement. There were lights everywhere. Yes. Like a disco. Yeah, you like, would swear. What is happening down You'd there? swear it's paranormal activity, you know, and it, it's the number one thing people always will send in orbs. And I'm not going to say, I'm not saying, and we're not bashing your orbs either. Either. That's not what we're trying to do here. The problem is, if you're hanging everything that you are saying on orbs, it can be a million things that cause it. It can be yeah. bugs. It could be dust. It can be lighting. That's like one of the weakest yeah. ev evidences. Is that the word? Mm -hmm. Evidences that you can have. Yeah. I, I would say. Have you heard of any wild stories yeah bobby you surely have gotten some stories none really there was one at a at another skill facility it doesn't surprise me there's a lot of stories at these places well and especially some of them you've worked at ty you have you've got to have yeah, like i mean man a hundred thousand of them that you've heard now we're not necessarily saying any of these are necessarily true we're just telling the stories as no. they were i've had to stay late and all of our equipment is stored up in the attic and this the attic is three floors up it's totally dark. You have to walk down a 200 foot corridor to get to the light switch. So mm -hmm. when I have to go up there at eight o'clock at night to get whatever equipment I'm up there to get, I have to do it alone, of course. Uh, so uh, one, one time I went up there and I was getting a piece of equipment. It, it was like a horror film because I had to walk that 200 foot dark ass corridor. You sent me a photo of that. Of I that. sent a video. Yes, you sent that. how I get up to the yes. attic. It is commander creepy, by the way. The route up to the attic is, I think, scarier than being in the attic. But you get to walk down this long, dark 
200 foot corridor, flip on a little tiny light switch. And once you do that, the light that does come on is like Stanley Kubrick levels of horrifying because it's... <laughs> That's a great they're, they're little, You know those little lamps that are uh, conical? Yes. And they, they hang down from the ceiling and then swing a little bit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All of them swing a little bit. Yeah. Kind of like so, Criminal Minds episode. But you have to turn the light on, turn around, and then see like just these <laughs> it's like 200 foot... A hallway just okay. That's just, not, just the floor is that's up. not cool. That's and not then cool. You hope to God that's all you see, and, and you hope that's all you see because if you see something down there, you got to get through it. Yeah, you got to gotta, get, I have to get through it to leave. Yeah, because <laughs> the elevator is ah, that's a different story. The elevator, the elevator to me would be the scariest part about this whole thing. Well, one, okay, so I've got another story about the elevator. He but always calls me. I yeah, I call somebody when I go up there every time because the one time I didn't and I went up there late, I flip on that light switch, turn around, and hear something. Don't know what it was. It was just like a mate something. Maybe a mouse knocked something over. I don't know. But when I heard it, I uh, sprinted. Okay. And just didn't get what I needed and clocked out and left. You know what? I I'm looking on this and I'm realizing we've got a serious missed opportunity here. We need to hook you up with lapel mic. We need to put a recorder down in your pocket and just have you just not call anybody either while you're going on. Because if something happens, we'll find the recorder. But, I mean, just in, in the interest <laughs> of it. That's what's important. You know, think about the great <laughs> the audio data. that we could get for the podcast. So what, what did you hear that freaked you out so much? It was just a sound. It could have been anything, but it could have been something, too. Like, I don't know. I had One an experience there. Let's hear it. Well, I used to work a lot of, like, um, 2 a.m. shifts, so I'd come in early. And so there was, like, three people in the whole building with me working and all my residents were in bed sleeping, and the room at the end of the hallway was empty, so no residents were in there. And then all of a sudden, the door, not just a little bit either, I mean, it slams shut. Like, it slams shut, the pictures on the wall vibrated, and I go in there, nobody's in there. And then I talked to other people about it, and they had stuff happen in that same room. Call light would always go off in that room, no one in it. See, these are the typical... Is this... The the room at the very end of the far hallway by the dining room. Mm-hmm. It's the one on the far yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I get weirded out by that room, yes. and I never knew why. And the residents always act weird in that room too. Yeah, they do. So yeah. Oh, it's weird, man. It's weird. There's this one room that's that's on this hallway that I won't go and in. And whenever it's, it's creepy, when it's late at night and it's dark, and you hear a door slam that loud. Yeah, it's very. Scary. Those doors are heavy too. They are heavy. They don't. They're hard to close. They don't just stay like you can't just open them and them stay open. They kind of they... like shut back a little bit. Yeah. Like... Are there is there any um, any reason why or legends why that that may be occurring in that room? I mean, is there stories that, that are I there? Know of. There's no stories. I wish there. Was. See, these are like the that same nurse we were talking about earlier. I would hear stories about like this all the time. Well, like things being stacked in rooms un, and unex like poltergeists. Typical right, poltergeists. Right. Like... A, big, a big deal about the place that sh- the person I'm talking about uh, when I told that story about her. Seeing the figures walking in at that same place, there was lots of reports of everything in the dining room being stacked. All the furniture would be stacked on the tables. The tables would be stacked. Everything, plates, silverware mm-hmm. was stacked. Don't know what it was about stacking, but none of the staff said that they did it. Like none of the dietary people, none of the custodial people, none of the See, nurses. that's a that's a poltergeist thing to that's stack weird. things. Why? I've never understood why they do that. I don't know, but for some, for whatever reason to me, it's always been really creepy. That is creepy. I, don't I heard like one story specifically that like literally everything, like they had to like, the day was ruined. 
because they had to like delay to put everything back because they got there one morning and everything in that dining room. This is what that person told me. This was years ago that I heard this story, but was like almost to the ceiling. Like there's things being stacked on top of each other. That's impressive, really, though. See, and like no noise made at all. Like the people overnight would. There's like we didn't hear it. But see, now I wonder if these stories like this from these care facilities are going down because now they have to be, there have to be video cameras set up. There have to be. Mm, at some of them, at the one I work at now, no. Still not. Mm-mm. Like, yeah, it's kind of, there is cameras in my facility, but not every part of the building has cameras. Oh yeah, it's not fully covered. Basically just the... the entrances and exits. Yeah. Mainly, really? Mainly, yeah. And you know how it is, man. You put a camera up and like some like it just doesn't. Oh, always... and they're, they're not going to watch the footage just because a nurse says something weird happened either. You know. Well, no, but I'm sitting here thinking if somebody stacking the uh, you'd see evidence of that. Yeah, but like you'd see if somebody stacks a dining room. But what, what I was getting at is like what happens anytime we hear a noise, we go shh and we listen and nothing and nothing right. happens. No, that's true. Ever, never ever ever has it worked. So like it's the same thing with a camera. You put a camera up. Shit just probably isn't going to happen there. That's always been the case. We always strategically set up our video. And like we always think, well, what's going to get the widest angle, the most like field of view? What we, we try really hard. And like it's <laughs> never worked. Almost, almost never. The, the One of the few times that I ever remember the video camera thing working, we were, uh, we were on the, the south side of Springfield. And this was the house that we were at that uh, the, the reports were supposedly of singing and whistling. I'm setting up the camera there. And they said there's also an enormous shadow figure that they see that crosses the entire room. That's what they had said. So I said, okay, well, we'll just put the camera up here. I got the tripod all set up and everything. You see Chris, and this video is actually on our website. If you go to mwghosthunters.com, it's on there. You see Chris go into the room at the end of the hall, and he yells out for me to come down there and check this thing out. So I said, okay, so you see me go, uh, go down the hall. I walk in. I'm in the room with Chris. You guys are at the other room. You two guys are in the other room at the, at the other end of this thing, too. So all people that are there are now accounted for. All of a sudden, you see a huge shadow come across, and it breaks the plane. Comes right through the laser grid and everything else, and it is whistling, and you hear a singing that's going on and the camera picks it up as it's crossing over. That's one of the few. And you, you got to look at the number of videos that we've shot and the number of times we've had them up in, in what, 15 years of, of having this, yeah. this stuff out. Yeah, it's not, we don't have a great track record. I mean, you've got a handful of videos. So uh, I would definitely, definitely side with, you probably aren't going to get it. Video is like the Holy Grail. I was going to say I the Holy Grail. I was literally thinking Holy Grail. Let's just, you really, I had to think for a minute what I was... <laughs> It's just very frustrating. It is. It's very difficult to get yeah. it, too. And do you think that video is still as viewed as credible uh, no. in this era? Because Not you as can much, fake no. so no. much it's stuff, It's so too. good to fake stuff. Dude, I saw a deep fake of Morgan Freeman the other day that was 100% convincing. It it's really dangerous, it actually. exactly know, like Morgan Freeman. People, like my grandma will not, she does not believe that we are catching stuff because there's so much fake stuff out there. Like, there well, is. There's, there's a, a ton of fakes. You the, know? the real problem, like the scary thing about deep fakes has nothing to do with paranormal. It's what people could do with that. Both like to you personally or like we're talking like big... Yeah, it could be big deal. Like presidents saying things yeah. that they didn't say. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. You could start a war. You could start. You could start a, start, yeah. could start a world really, war. That's what's really scary. That. And, and it's but that for us. Spot it's just on. frustrating, right? Did you, you know. get video of this house are we at? Oh, there's no telling. The one where the demon bells guy was there. Mm, that's Ashley's. Okay, 
We have video from Ashley's house. And Do you, did you get the video? I feel like you did, but I don't remember where the makeup pencil container thing fell off like the vanity. That's a different house. Uh, that's in Republic where that happened. Oh, yes. I'm and we, uh, we did not get video of it actually occurring. Uh, what, what Bobby is talking about, we were at um, we're House in Republic, mm-hmm. and uh, supposedly a lot of the, uh, the the claims are around this this teenage girl's room. We're in there, and she's got a little makeup carousel thingamajig, whatever this thing is called, that all this makeup sets in. It's very, very, very heavy item. It's sitting on the, uh, the dresser there. Chris and I are in the room. Chris is closest to it than I am, and that thing came off and was thrown at Chris. Well, was loud, man. That was my moment. <laughs> yeah, it was thrown at Chris. Yeah. And that's not good. I thought we had video. No, we didn't have video of that one. Now, there is some video that we did have from Ashley's house, but a lot of the video we've got from Ashley's house is, is some of the uncool type video. There's some sort of a dark thing that's shooting around on the floor. And I, after I've said, after I spent the first part of this podcast bashing on orbs, here I am doing a, a <laughs> different version of that. But it's not exactly an orb. It's it's something that's that's different. And I think you have to you have to throw that in with the full scenario of everything that's going on at Ashley's house uh, to to really take a look at that. You know, it's it's really really there. But you know, with this, um, you know uh, why I really like. I'm sorry, I'm going off on a little. No, bit. go ahead, please. I really like Ashley's house because it's like the perfect place to test and experiment with this stuff. Well, yeah. You're almost guaranteed. Yeah, yes. We always catch something. You're like almost, it's as close to 100% as we've ever gotten. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, and I, and I know we, we're going to go to other places very soon. And we're going to try to get some new places and all that. And I'm all for that. But it's really nice to have that in your back pocket. Oh, it always is. Because the thing about it is when you go to Ashley's house, and this is part of the reason whenever Chris and I talked about doing the podcast live somewhere, we said, well, we're going to go on a remote location and let's do this at Ashley's house. And the reason why that we chose Ashley's house was because of the amount of activity over there. We, it's such a, we thought we would for sure catch something. It's a strange activity. It's not the footsteps and the whisper sounds. That, right. Like. The right. whisper sounds that you do, really. Yeah, it's, you, don't, you don't get a lot of things like this. No, it's like distinct. Like we've said, a, like a cast of characters. It is. It really is. And there's, there's Plus the weird any number of thing. things. I'm fascinated. Yes. I can't stop thinking about the snaps, man. You know, if you, Bobby, what's your favorite character from Ashley's house? Or your favorite memory there? Your most memorable? What would you put yours up at the top at? We kind of already done this the for everybody snapping. else. The snapping? Yeah, because I missed the good one where Tyler was peeing. <laughs> I didn't go to that one, but... For me, it was the uh, the growl that Tyler and I heard. I didn't hear that. I think you did hear that. I don't think I did. Yeah, you you re- she reacts to that on the video or on the audio. Yeah, did yeah. You, you heard forget? something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you Not heard probably. it. If I remembered it, it would probably be my best one. But. It was it was wild. Mine's from her house has got to be the door rattling when I was midstream, man, because I saw and felt the door move like rattle. Yeah, like somebody just forearmed it, like knocking really hard, but. Just once, boom, and the door just rattled. And I saw it. I saw it moving. Right. See, Ashley's... I knew Chris wouldn't do that. Ashley's house, to me, is really at the top of the list as far as activity and stuff like that that goes. But nothing will ever, in my world, ever get back in there to that Willard investigation. I was just... My mind already went back to it. Because I was thinking, isn't that one of our first visits there? We smelled smoke. I don't remember if we did that early because I was... We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe we did. And that's when we we caught the EVP. Yeah. Oh, it smells like like smoke. Yeah. It it goes... 
burn. And yes. then 12 years later, we heard in hell. Yeah, that's and, right. Actually, we just no, no, hold it. The, the burn was in Bolivar. Okay, this, sure? is why this is why yes. I didn't want to mention this one without Chris here. Yeah, no, the, like burn, the, the, Rolodex burn, the burn of, is in Bolivar yeah. because I was not on board yet with the... Uh, so the, was the smelling smoke in Bolivar as well? Uh, no, the smelling... It may have been because I remember... I, I remember being in that living room smelling smoke. I remember it. And it does. It like smells like smoke. Yeah. That, that's the, yeah, that was what the EVP that. had said. The thing about the Willard place was it had been so inactive. And this is why I always tell people whenever they call us about investigations and we go out, I always say, look, if we come out to your house and we find absolutely nothing, what it means is we went to your house and we found absolutely nothing. It does not mean that you do not have any activity because the first couple of times we went out to that Willard house, Dustin even talked about he could just lay down and sleep there. Yeah, and you could. That comment. Yeah. You could do that. And it was that peaceful. Do you take that comment back now? <laughs> Did you remember? Things just escalated at that. Like I keep saying that, that whole story, it gets worse and worse. It does. Oh, it, it does. gets exponentially worse. It is literally like Amityville. I. It's the only time that I have ever in my life, I have not been able. And you, if you go back and listen to that EVP, uh, that whenever, whenever I get attacked, in that house. If you listen to that, I'm having problems saying Chris's name. And the reason behind it is because I'm, I'm at the end of this hall and I turn. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not laughing. I turn like, and and I, something well, I mean, is running down the hall directly at me at a high speed, gets directly up on it and in my ear does. To be fair, it's hard to talk when your underwear is full. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you something, man. That was about as close to that as I ever got in that night. Because I, re I regret so much not being there. It was, uh, it, that was, that night was a game changer because I couldn't, couldn't formulate, my, my mouth would not formulate what my brain was wanting to tell Chris. And that was that we needed to leave. That night we got chased out. Yes. And heard that creature i guess you could yes. say yeah the next two nights for me were rough well when we we fell that back. was like the experience that actually terrified me i have had ex things ex that i couldn't explain happened before yeah but that i've never been terrified like I, that yeah i haven't been terrified yet that night there in willard i was absolutely <sighs> terrified we caught an evp somewhere i don't remember where we were or which one it was there's so many that we have but one of them caused me to lose a little sleep uh, something that was said from an evp that was really clear you remember what it was i just said i didn't remember what it was oh. Well, you lost sleep over it. I did lose some <laughs> sleep over it, but I don't remember which one it was. I've had that numerous times throughout the years. Mm -hmm. I've gone home and I literally turn on all the lights. <laughs> well, this was back when we were just an all all dude group. It was well, just me, me, John, Dustin, Chris, and there were zero women with us. Right, and we would hear a woman whispering yes. creepy shit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that I one hundred absolutely without a doubt one hundred percent knew that it was not. One of us. Like the it little girl wasn't. in the closet for me. Yes. Because I knew we didn't have a little child with us, 100%. Right. And I heard it. Well, and we caught that EVP, too. You hear it clearly. It jolt you. You know, when, when I was sitting in the um, in the office area, and I, I heard the burn on there. And I've, I've got the headphones on, and I'm typing away. I hear this burn. I'm like, what the hell was that? <laughs> and the thing is, I back it up. And because I had, uh, you, you got to remember, I had unapologetically made fun of Chris. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking that you have made fun of ghost people, you are kind to people compared to the way that I was whenever, because I, I told Chris, I said, dude, come on, come on. I mean, I like Ghostbusters too. I love the movie. <laughs> yeah. It was great. But come on, dude, come on. 
Just listen. Just listen to some of this stuff. Okay. Oh, crap a duck. Wow. It's like two o'clock in the morning. It, and honestly, it's two o'clock in the morning. And at this time, at this point in our lives, both Chris and I are night owls. So I message Chris at 2 a.m. He sends me a note back, says, yeah, there send it over. There was just now something. Just now. You guys did not hear that? Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? Nobody else heard that just now. I, what, what, did you, what do you think it sounded it like? It was a whispering. It was a whispering right over the top of your story. Well, it's probably on your mic. Uh, your, your mic area tends to be the most active of all of it. It was weird, man. Here at the castle. It's, it so. was weird. It was like a female whispering. And Bobby's mic is nowhere near her. I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt No, you. no, no, no. But that's, uh, that's the case there. So anyway, but uh, the, the thing we were talking about today uh, was that uh, the ghost stories many times do not reflect the paranormal. But, you know, uh, looking back at it, maybe they do. Because you come back in here and you could take some of the things that we've seen and turn them into some pretty awesome ghost stories. Yeah. No, you definitely could. You know, I think that's something. You, wow. What, what was I, that? It's still going. Did you hear that? Yeah. I don't Did know you? what that was. What was that? It sounded like a little kid. Yeah. That, f- that sounded like a little kid. It was a little kid. I heard that with my ears. I got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay. Um, Boy, that was loud. Yeah. Did and it come I was from looking in there? at all of you. It sounded like it came that's from behind the, a wall. That's the dorm. That's the, that's the little kid's dorm. Oh, shit. <laughs> do, you guys, do you think you're losing sleep over stuff? Do you think you could... Live in a haunted house? No, zero oh, percent. Oh, zero percent. No. I'm glad no. you brought that up. That's what I was thinking about that I forgot to say earlier. The Willard place. They asked Chris and I, after we were done, what do you guys think we should do? <laughs> and that's when like the humanity of it came back to me. And yeah. I was like, oh, this isn't just like a, ooh, let's go catch some ghosts. Right. There are people living here, a right. family, they were, and they're terrified. And I knew they were terrified because I was terrified at that point. Well, and I think the uh, the number one thing to do is if you are in those uh, situations, uh, get out of that house. See, get it's easy to say Watch that, but some people just can't. First, yeah, like financially, what if you accidentally uh, I don't know. buy a house that's haunted? What yeah, you you're, you're screwed. I would Happens be a awake lot. 24-7. Well, and then part of the problem you also get into as well in most of these cases that we have seen the paranormal activity follows the individual too because when the willard people moved the paranormal activity followed them and supposedly it followed her to work i know but where does it start (laughs) remember that i forgot about that where where things were happening at her workplace what'd you say when does it start following them yeah what if something attaches to us it could i've never been concerned about that that's something that uh edwin becker talks about and he talks about that as danger if you are a paranormal investigator that something can attach to you and it could I don't know. I, I look at it. The majority of the paranormal investigations we have done, we have been able to debunk almost the lion's share of things that oh, were yeah. out there. We've oh, yeah. been a lot of places now, man. Yeah. A lot. And a yeah. lot of the places we don't even publish. It is possible that, uh, that things uh, could attach to you, maybe. Remember when <laughs> we were first doing this, we would always, <laughs> when we first get there, we'd be like, okay, you can't yeah, come with Chris, us. Chris, I thought about that. I <laughs> thought about that. But now we're ju- we just don't bother with right. it, because what the hell good is that going right. to do? Right. Like, well, if something, yeah, if something can a- attach to you, it's not like it's going to be like, well, can't do it now. Yep. Right. I thought about that. <laughs> I was going through some, <laughs> I was going back through some old EVPs, and I hear Chris on here, all right. You can't come now with us? Now you're not allowed to come with us now. And the, the, you can imagine the ghost is like, let me get the rule book here. Like, yep, no, can't go with him. <laughs> if, you leave, if you leave the gate open on the cemetery, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come with you, you yeah, know? That's, that's, a, it is. that's a thing. Yes. No, I know. Like back in like the old times, 
like medieval times throughout like what was that? Did you just hear that? I did hear that, but that, I don't that, know what that, it was. It was a... Oh. Yeah, creepy freaking whisper. What in the hell was that? It was right when I was talking about old times. It was. Went, oh. It was... Oh. You didn't hear it? No, I heard something. Okay. Oh, no, I heard that. Well, anyway... Like, I did not like that. Like a... By the way, you can't come with us. What do they call those guys that are like <laughs> grave keepers? Um, um, grave keepers? Is that, the, is that the term for it? Is that... Somebody help me. Caretaker. 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 Of like the graveyard. And like they would always, that would be one of their jobs. The last thing they do, they shut, they have to shut the gate because they were, it was like an urban thing, like an urban right. legend. Spirits yeah. would roam out. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. You know, I, Apparently I have. spirits can't climb. They can't climb and they cannot just like open a door and leave. And, and we can boss them around. Yes. You with just got to ask very nicely. Yeah. You can just say, don't come with us. Yeah. I don't, I good. couldn't tell you on that. Uh, I really couldn't tell you. Maybe you can tame it. <laughs> Have it you, do chores you, around the house. If you burn some herbs and toss some water at them, then they <laughs> that's they in the gotta back book, away. Yeah. yeah, it's in the rules. I don't know. Well, anyway, I guess that originally our, my uh, my point was that uh, that ghost stories uh, are nothing like uh, the 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 what was that? Some weird stuff happening right now, man. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. I heard like a. Yeah. I think there's probably going to be some whispering behind us. I think that you're going to hear that. I think this this whole podcast is loaded down with, with things. The thing that happens here, more than any other place, the ghost or the possible EVPs that we get here, if you take a recorder and set it in a room and no one's in that room, you may get something. But if you are walking, if you're talking, if you've got something with it, they want to interact with you here yeah. or at least that's when most of the stuff that we catch here at the castle is but we're talking about stories and stuff man some of the stories of this place is yeah and that's uh that's a matter of fact uh coming up uh next uh next podcast we're gonna look back at all of the best of 2022 when we come back again soon with another episode of midwest ghost hunters dark matter podcast mm-hmm.